Experience the mind-blowing action and exquisite animation like never before. Ninja Scroll. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 6 of Schlockernaut, where we travel to the edge of the cinematic universe and watch and discuss all types of films, mostly low budget with a lot of heart, and in the process we decide if they are schlock or not. If you could, please rate us on iTunes, five stars are much appreciated. You can check out our Twitter feed at TheSchlockerNot, uh, where we try to provide some fun flick facts for you guys. Uh, we would also love some community feedback, or if you just want to share your thoughts about some of the films we have talked about, you can email us at schlockernot at gmail.com. I am joined by my buddy Steve. How hey, are Doc. you? How's it going, Doc? Good, man. Good. Everything good? Everything's great. Feels like it's been forever since we've done this, but I guess it really hasn't been. I know. We've been slacking a little bit. We're going to have to get on top of that. This one's two days late, so... Sorry, guys. Sorry. We'll be more diligent. Promise. And what are we doing today? We are doing 2000... Correction. We're doing 1993's Ninja Scroll, directed by... And I'm going to slaughter this. I'm going to try not to. Yoshiaki Kawajiri nope. and Kevin Seymour. Um, I saw my version streaming on Hulu. It's rated R. And uh, I was, um, I did a little research because I really don't know much about the genre at all. I think the only anime I've ever seen was uh, Akira. So, Yeah, this is definitely not in either of our wheelhouse for sure. This is, And, and that's kind of why we did it, right? We wanted to just really get out there and do everything. Right, right. See what we get into. So you want to play us in with Will's intro? I sure will. Here we go, Big Willie. When a monster made of rock attacks a band of ninjas, a masterless ninja named Jubei heroically saves the life of the beautiful female warrior Kagero. But Jubei succumbs to an elderly ninja's treachery and finds himself facing certain death. Well, that actually cleared up the movie a lot more. You figured <laughs> it all out. <laughs> I got, um, I have two outtakes from Willie from this one. You want them? Definitely. Okay. Jubei and Kagero. Jubei and Kagero. And here's the second. Kagero? Kagaru? Kagero? Kagaru? Kagaru, good. I think it's Kagero. Kagero. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> I'm telling you, he did a lot better than I'm going to do. I promise you that. Yeah, those weren't too bad, but yeah, the, the rest of them, uh, I pretty much started naming people by just a description: guy with string, girl with birds. Right? <laughs> I'm glad we're on the same page because I did that, and uh, I was really trying. I don't, you know, you know, when I'm watching these, I take exhaustive notes. I really tried to, to pour over the thing, and this one, man, like between figuring out what's going on. And taking notes and reading the subtitles because I did not watch it dubbed. I'm a, I'm a purist, man. I can't watch it dubbed. Um, I was lost, man, through half this thing. And I know people love this genre. Um, and I really want to love the genre because I think the artwork's beautiful. Uh, you know, I love the fans. Uh, my, my niece is a huge anime fan and, and she's a really cool person. All of her friends are really cool. But I just, man, it, it, was, a, uh, it was a chore for sure. So this one I had seen before and that's I was the one that brought this up so you can blame me for it if you don't like it uh, i saw it originally way back when though and this was one of the only animes i i remember i really liked um and for a short list of what the ones that stick out as being good to me is a show called cowboy bebop which was on adult swim for a while and okay. another one called samurai it's i think it's pronounced champuru but it's spelled shampoo samurai shampoo Okay. Th those are about the only two that I have any kind of real knowledge of that I watched all the way through. And I've given a bunch of try. I've tried Akira and the other popular ones also, and I, I'd usually fall asleep 
they're in the middle of them. They just they're they don't so long. Them. It seems like right? right. This one wasn't. This one I really liked back then, and I, I got to say I, I disagree. I do still like it now. I also watched it dubbed originally, and then I watched it subtitled this time. I would prefer it dubbed versus subtitled. And I know your feelings on subtitles, but I think maybe with a cartoon, it's not the same as a subtitled movie. In a movie, an actor is trying to uh, portray himself as the other actor would. He's trying to make his inflection. In a cartoon, it's someone reading a script. I don't know that they're trying to be like the other cartoon uh, original voice actor. So in this one, I actually preferred, I still liked it with subtitles. I want to make that clear, but I did prefer it dubbed. And I think the dubbed version was easier to tell the people apart because their voices were so different in English and their voices are very similar in Japanese, which is, I think this was in Japanese. I, I had a lot of trouble deciphering the people by the, by the voice in this one. I had a lot of problem with that. And it seems like uh, a lot of times um, I was having trouble with character recognition. Like they would change clothes and it seemed like even maybe their hairstyle changed a little bit or something would be different with their face. So a lot of times I didn't know who was on the screen. Um, they would introduce characters for absolutely no reason whatsoever. I thought it didn't even push the plot point forward. It was just like a series of set pieces that that seemed cool at the time, per se, but it just it didn't fit well for me. Yeah. And maybe it's just culturally. You know, I watch a lot of live action Japanese stuff, you know. Um, I thought Battle Royale was a masterpiece. I love the Tokyo Gore Police, uh, Suicide Club, all types of Asian movies, and I never had the issue I had with this one. So I wonder, and you're still holding with your subtitled only, even with a cartoon, something that's not actor versus <clears throat> actor, just reading a script? Well, even think about this. Say it, say it is dubbed. Wouldn't they basically read the same thing that's on the, the subtitles? I'm glad you brought that up. I'm glad you brought that up. That's what I was leading to. So we also watched last week Iron Fingers of Death, which is one of my absolute favorite. What got me into the kung fu genre to begin with is an old movie called Iron Fingers of Death. I finally found a copy of it. I finally grabbed it. I finally watched it again since it's been a long, long time. And it was absolutely great. I watched it just for you. I watched it subtitled, but with English as the language. I watched both. Oh, wow. Okay. So I could tell you for a fact, and me and you are going to watch this movie soon, so you're going to find out. The words on the bottom did not match at all what was being said in English in the dubbing. And I think you're you're actually hurting yourself a little bit with some of these old Kung Fu movies because some of the charm of the old Kung Fu was the bad dubbing. Like that was what made it cool and what made it funny was the total crap dub work where it didn't really even match what they were doing. And uh, I, I would really like to watch that one with you just the same way again with, uh, with the English subtitles and English dub on so you could see the difference. I think you'd be blown away by what – I don't know if they hire two different companies. I'm sure it's got to be. I bet you they have a, a written translation – company they go to or they hire somebody to do that and then they hire somebody else to do the voice work and maybe those people take liberties when they're reading it and saying well the literal translation doesn't make sense because some of the writing made no sense if it's word for word translated versus someone that could take it and actually make it seem what it was supposed to sound like in English using the the correct uh, grammar so I think there's something to that I think we got to dig a little bit onto that this this movie should have worked to me on all levels there's action there's sword play there's uh you know, karate, kung fu, ninjas, uh, excessive violence, nudity, sex, everything about this movie I should like. And just there's something there. I don't know if maybe it's the coldness. Uh, maybe something gets lost in the animation for me. Um, <clears throat> you know, I used to marvel 
as a kid, you'd watch a G.I. Joe cartoon, and then my, my cousin would break out the Akiras, or like you talked about the Cowboy Bebop, and the Japanese were heads and tails far superior in animation and style, uh, sound effects, everything. There was just something, and I'm really trying hard here, man. I just I, I, I hope people know that I'm not trying to, to slam on this film, but I really tried hard, and I could not uh, break that barrier to say, man, I really enjoyed that, and I would like to watch more. No, but kudos for trying. I mean, that's the point. That's what yeah. we're doing, right? We're going to take everything, whether we like it or not, and get into it and, and try to have a good time with it. So, oh, I guarantee there's going to be some stuff that you get into that you're not going to like. I mean, there's some stuff you've already told me, like you refuse to watch that I watch a ton of, and I'm fine with that, you know. But and I'm not saying I would never watch another anime. I'm I'm willing to give it another go. Maybe just this particular series is right. something that's not right up my alley. I actually did some research. Uh, reference the director Kawajiri. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. I don't want to slaughter it, but uh, he's directed a ton of animated stuff. Man, he did the uh, um, some stuff like I, I'm familiar with Animatrix, which is the mm-hmm. um, anime version of the Matrix series. Yes. If I'm correct, uh, Vampire Hunter D, which I've yep. heard they have video games on that series. Uh, one thing I found really interesting, and it actually brought me back, um, he had done some segments for Liquid Television. Do you remember that? Oh yeah, I loved it. Yes, I love that show, and that's where like Eon Flux. Mm-hmm. And a ton of really cool animated series got their start. I used to watch that, you know, religiously. So I thought that was kind of cool, too. Would you, going back to the dubbing versus subtitled, if I can find 15 minutes of this movie dubbed, would you watch that to see if you could, if you enjoyed it more without the subtitles? I, I of course, wouldn't. But okay. I'm telling you, man, I'm a purist. I never watch movies um, dubbed at all. No, and I like what. that. I, I'm, I like that about you. I think that's great. I was just curious if a cartoon... Dubbing yeah, is maybe a you're right. Story. Maybe I, I, I'm being stubborn where I shouldn't shouldn't be. You know what? When we watch Iron Fingers of Death, that's going to be the test because you're going to find out: Would you rather read or would you rather listen? Because you're going to have the choice on screen. Right. It just seems like when I'm watching the subtitles, it actually draws me into the movie more. Maybe this was my issue: is normally I'm not taking notes like a madman, right? Oh yeah. So when I'm watching it, I'm just engrossed in the movie. I'm trying to. I'm not writing anything down. So maybe that was the issue is looking back and forth between my notes and watching the movie. I, I probably was even missing uh, huge plot points that I didn't even realize. You, you made it I mean? a chore. And I, I feel exactly the same way when I'm doing sound clips. And this one has very few sound clips because it was in Japanese and there was really nothing for me to cap. But I noticed a few times on the previous movies we've done, it became a chore of rewinding clipping out a sound, finding my spot again, where you weren't really enjoying the film you were working on the film, right? There's a bit of a difference there. And I've watched a couple of these twice. Uh, I watched some of them on TV and then I went to the computer and watched them. I did have a different experience uh, just watching it, right? Yeah, just enjoying it, taking in the atmosphere, marveling at the the animation. Um, And so I I apologize right now. I'm going to go ahead and put out the uh, disclaimer. I started this movie uh, without any libations whatsoever, really putting in the time. And then I just got drunk. (laughs) <laughs> that was the that was the ticket and i'll show you the exact moment where like inebriation kicked in and i had more fun with it um at that point though it became more of a video game to me um where it was just a series of boss battles it got through all the um that was the movie yeah <laughs> it got through all the character i wouldn't even say character development they would just introduce this character coldly here's who he is here's how he's progressing the movie forward sometimes i didn't understand how that worked out we'll talk about that obviously um, but I just got drunk and it became uh, more fun for me. That, I think that's a great, I'm glad you did that because I wanted to get this over and done with. 
So let me, should we actually start talking about the movie or do we have a fake sponsor? I believe we have a fake sponsor. Fake sponsor today? Actually, it's a real sponsor. You decide whether it's fake or not. Got it. Jubei's Rice Balls. (laughs) All right. Jubei's Rice Balls are tender, moist, deadly, and discombobulated. Once you pop, you can't figure out what the hell's going on. Oh, man, you are killing me with these. (laughs) Dude, you're really doing great on these little segments. I got to up my game big time. All right, mine's... I think I'm good at. Obviously, not watching the movie is not my... uh, Wheelhouse. I still think we're going to have fun with this. I agree. Okay. Uh, My fake sponsor is lame compared to yours. I got King Midas. Gold can either make you or break you. Mo money, mo problems. (laughs) Indeed. Was there gold on that boat? (laughs) On the end. Yeah, that was the end. Okay. Yeah, they were taking gold off the boat, but I thought it was something to do. Ah, We'll talk about it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So fake sponsor out of the way. Uh, Where did you start in this movie? Right on the bridge there? Right, where the, the samurai, which I don't know his name, so I just wrote the samurai is walking across the bridge. I guess it was Jubei eating rice balls. It was Jubei, correct. Okay, and he's confronted by two adversaries and a small troll-looking thing. Yes. Uh, maybe, um, I, I don't even know who that guy was. Or He was in his underwear. I understand that. Um, but that's when I, immediately you realize how visually striking the animation is. Um, the sound effects are spot on for an animation movie. Um, which I've never quite understood, but I guess it's it's their style. It's kind of like the old kung fu movies, right? Like when they pull the sword out, it's extremely loud. Um, when you punch somebody, it's... It, I'm telling you, if it sounded like that when I punch you, I would punch you all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. would never stop punching people because it sounds so cool, right? Well, that is, that's, like I said, the bad dubbing to the old kung fu movies and the sound effects, the bad, the overdone... Actually, this wasn't bad. This was good. But sometimes even the bad sound effects make the movie better. Right, and, and then you notice too, like when when you're watching it in their native language, the, the Japanese language, um, it doesn't see, seem to have any change in intonation or tone. You know what I mean? They could be talking about how sad they sounded or uh, how excited they are that they were victorious in battle, and it's the same intonation and tone. And that's where I think a little bit. That's where I think you got lost a little bit is that their voices don't have that. They don't have a very distinct, different voices like some of the other stuff we've watched. And you definitely get that with the dubbed version. You get very distinct. They're British actors. Most of them were British. So you're getting very different uh, tones, inflections. Nuanced, right? Nuanced ways to speaking. And definitely, you're 100% correct on this. And this one, if you're reading, you could be one guy to the next. It has the same cadence. It has almost the same voice. And that's where I bet you got lost on characters. Yeah. So we're going to talk about Anyway, so with that fight scene, I have no idea what happened. I, I, I think... Like with video games, there should be some sort of epilepsy warning <laughs> because I could feel my pupils dilating and flashing and, and all sorts of stuff. But at the end of this scene, uh, the guys are dead and there's one guy, the little troll guy in his underwear and he's cowering and he mentions something about an ancient sword and the hero runs off the bridge and continues to eat his rice ball, I assume. Right. That's Jubei. So he's the hero of the story. And from from what I took, are you from sure? It, not, no, not no, it, it is Jubei. Yeah, no, okay. no, Gimma. Right. This is Gimma's already dead. Jubei's killed Gimma. So what happens is Jubei was part of a rogue ninja squad. Uh, he had been hired with these other guys to steal a sword. He stole it. Uh, he had some type of remorse, and he's in. He's taking it back, and he's uh, or he's selling it to them back very cheaply. Um, these guys are mad about it. You know what that sword's worth? They're trying to steal it back from him. So these are guys that he knew, and it's hard to pick that up. From from where they I don't start. know how you got all of that from that, um, and I'm t- sorry. It, it could just be that I remember it from the dub version. It was explained better. Uh, but that little guy, the cool part of him, I thought, was that he wasn't original little guy. He was in a cool like mechanical suit with 
with guns on it. And he ends up jumping out of the suit, breaking out of the suit, right? Like, they, he, I think he cuts the arm or the the uh, guns off he the guy's He kills arms. everybody else and maybe, like, cuts his armor off so he's just left there in his underwear, right. which is sometimes far more embarrassing, I'm sure, uh, being naked out, defeated and naked than being defeated and dead. You're disgraced. just kind of exposed. You're disgraced, right? right? Yeah, so I, I thought that was really cool. I liked the effects of that. I liked the sounds and I liked the fighting, and it, that really caught my interest as a, as a young man watching it, where I was like, whoa, dude, this is cool. This is different. It's fast. The sound is cool, and I, I really that whole idea of a mechanical suit with guns in it and a dude almost like one of those, uh, he's inside a bigger monster, so when he cuts the monster, the dude jumps out of the back. He's in his underwear, but he was originally in some type of battle suit, like a samurai battle suit, which uh, that blew me away. I was like, wow, that's that's a really cool idea. That's something I've never seen. So here, here, Here's my issue with it maybe then, is if you watch like a live-action movie like Machine Girl, okay, <laughs> based on an anime, uh, but it's live action. I think maybe I've spoiled myself because when I see it done live in camera and the over the top gore and uh, the the choreography and all the the sets and the suits and the the wardrobe, maybe because I've seen it live, it's kind of lost on me with the animation because you can draw anything with animation, and the stuff they're doing live action is almost as impressive. So maybe yeah. that's my issue. So that's probably a little bit of nostalgia for me because you're, you're looking at it <coughs> brand new in, in 2016. I'm watching this in 1993 where right. I, yeah. I hadn't seen anything like what you, the movies you're talking about at the time. And I was just like, it's like the first time you saw Liquid Television, you saw Aeon Flux. You're like, well, this is different. This is way off the wall. This is not what I'm used to. And that's what I got out of this the first time I watched it. Or, or let's talk about, you know, even lesser animation, heavy metal, the animation is nowhere near. I mean, it's impressive, granted. It's nowhere near as impressive as this. And I, I have a, a lot of, um, uh, I don't know, I have a lot of fond memories of watching it. It's the first time I saw animated boobs or animated violence, Yeah, you know, uh, the soundtrack. So maybe you're right. Maybe the fact that I didn't see it when I was younger uh, has a lot to do with it. Yeah, I definitely had nostalgia. That goes with any movie, right? If we, we something we watched back in the day that we watch now, we might give it a little bit of a pass because at the time when we watched it, it was so... It meant so much to us at that time. Coming in fresh, it might not have that same effect. Correct. Right? Like, I could never say anything wrong about Monster Squad, but I know you included plenty I of people who talk about like it, it relentlessly yep. about how it's not very good. Um, but I can see no fault in it. So you're right. Yep. So uh, maybe, too, the anime movies move so fast. <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe my brain just can't keep up with it. But that's my fault. That's not obviously their fault. So maybe it's something uh, I could train or actually, you know, maybe we could have a montage where I'm just watching <laughs> – anime for a week to the take it to the limit soundtrack and then we'll see at the end if i got any better at figuring out what's happening or maybe just a simple watching this without <laughs> taking notes and just enjoying it for yeah for, you're right maybe i'll just throw this on tonight and just just see what happens so i was as a little side note we actually saw each other this morning which was very nice it was nice to see you hadn't seen you in a while i was going to watch this again before the show that's how much i liked it if we didn't, if we didn't spend that time, I was just going to sit here and watch it on my own without without having to worry about anything. Just that's how much I really enjoyed it. And guess what? What? I wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> going to do that. Yeah, I, I was thinking tell. about maybe doing dishes or some yard. I was going to do yard work, but it's raining, so I was going to do anything else but that. Anything but besides this, right? <laughs> right, it's not fair. So. After that, it cuts to uh, samurais on horses, and I hope I'm not overusing the word samurais. Um, I thought the rain effects were really cool with that, uh, how they do that in animation. It almost looks better than live-action 80s movies, the, you know, the, the thunder and lightning effects. Yeah. Um, 
but then it goes to like dead bodies scattered everywhere. Maybe this is where I kind of, I read descriptions about the movie and whatnot, but I could never see um, the correlation between the descriptions of the movie and what I was actually seeing on the screen. There was a, a village and there was dead bodies everywhere. And <clears throat> I guess it was a plague or, or someone poisoned them. Or well, that's what, that's what they want you to think. That that was the kind of the point of the movie. This village has been what they're trying to set it up that there's a plague in this village and they're they're spreading that news. Hey, nobody better go over here because all these people died. There's a plague when in actuality they had been poisoned. You find that out later in the movie. They'd been poisoned because they're trying to hide some nefarious dealings going on in that area off the coast. The mining. It was actually a shipwreck that was taking the stuff from the mine it got wrecked on the coast. That was the ship they were transferring everything from. The gold. Right. The gold. Okay. So they so, wanted to recover the gold without anybody finding it. Right. So they poison and kill everybody so they can't tell people there's gold out there to be plundered. Right. And I looked up <clears> – now, all the stuff I'm telling you, I, I got to be honest here, I looked up the actual plot too. I think it was on Wiki because I was lost a few times on the plot. I remember the first time I watched it, I could have cared less about the plot, and I, that's my recommendation it's going into candy, this movie. Right? Yeah, do not worry about the plot. But do you want me to give you just a quick summary of the whole plot? Maybe that will make more sense going forward. <laughs> it probably will not help me, but please do. Okay. So, and this is off memory, I didn't write this down, but the, there's some gold, a gold mine was found, okay? And there's all these little provinces that know about it, but they haven't reported it to the government, okay? So all the provinces decide they're going to keep it a secret. One of the dudes decides he's going to kill off all the other small little province leaders. The, the, I think they called them, there was a name for them too. It wasn't governors. But was, was that the like big that. guy who likes to um, have sex? Correct. Silhouette style. Yeah, they they had a cool name from Chancellor or something like that. They had a cool name for him, but whatever it was, they decide he's gonna decides he's gonna knock off all these other small uh, leaders of these small provinces before the government finds out and keep it all for himself. So he hires this group of rogue ninjas to do that. Is that the Koja ninjas, right? That's exactly right. That's the ninjas. Those ninjas end up doing that for him, and then at the end decide, hey, you know what? We could just knock this dude out and keep it for ourselves. So he gets double crossed. That's the movie. That's it. <laughs> that's, okay. that's the plot to the movie. So wow. it, it, it doesn't come across clear at all. The movie is basically what you said, boss battles. Uh, Jubei gets caught up in the middle of this. He ends up killing one of these uh, rogue ninjas. And because of that, they have a, a death pact where one of them died. The rest of them aren't going to rest until they kill his killer. And it's a, a series of boss battles working up to the main guy. Okay. All right. So if that helps, I know it really, it to does. be honest, it, it doesn't make any... It, does. any, it would probably... It would not. The story does not help. The the story actually hurts. I think they could have made it less detailed and had less to it and made it better. And it's following some. When I looked it up, it's following some ancient story that's like a you know parable in in Japan. So it's kind of mimicking like if we were to do a Romeo and Juliet type deal or a Shakespeare, but make it more modern. Yeah, it's a classic classic story of of revenge and. Uh, not so much revenge, but greed and double cross, and they they turned it into the cartoon. But that really does not come across in the in the subtitled version. It did not come across at all. A little bit more in the dub version, it comes across, but very very little. So really, so, forget about that. <laughs> so basically, what you told me is, if I was uh, far more intellectual, I would have enjoyed it more. But seeing as though I'm a commoner, um, it's going to take some time and effort. No, I had to look at Wiki, so I think nobody could have figured this out without without getting Somebody, there and reading whoever it. Whoever <laughs> wrote it, Wiki figured it out. That's true. It, it was really <laughs> hard for really me. Really smart. Even though I've seen it before and I liked it, even after watching it, I had to go into like, no, no, what, who was double crossing who though? Because there was a lot of ins and, and outs right. that were unnecessary. Because the cool parts was the boss battles. The other stuff, the political stuff, was unnecessary. I thought. 
Well, I don't know if it's unnecessary, but obviously it, it, it takes it up a, a different to a different level um, than just a action flick. They threw in some subplots and and stuff like that, so it takes it up a notch. Maybe if it was less detailed. Maybe if it would just yeah. would have been, hey, there's a guy doing something bad in this town. He's pretending there's a plague there to keep everyone away from it and leave it at that. It didn't have to have all the maybe governors we and chancellors. So or maybe if we better. were smarter. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> so at this point after that, the girl stumbles into town. She has a message of plague and that everyone in her in her province, like you talked about, is dead. Uh, it seemed to me she was under a spell, so I didn't know if there was some sort of witchcraft going on there. That was that Jedi um, mind trick. Yeah, the dude yeah. The dude had the Jedi mind trick. Each of them had their own little powers, and the, that guy could um, control, the, that one rogue ninja there could kind of control people, make them talk, convey his message through someone else's lips. So she was actually dead. And I saw him like creeping back in the trees when she was doing that. Yes. Yeah, right? he was there. So the boss tells uh, the young gentleman to go to the Shimoda village, Shimodo, Shimoda, to investigate the epidemic, and that's when we were introduced to Kagero. Yes. She volunteers and states that she is one of the Koja ninjas, and she wants to go back with them. Right. She's the Koja ninja. <clears throat> she's the poison t- taster for the leader of the Koja ninjas. Because she's poison. Anybody who sleeps with her or has any contact with her is supposed to right. die instantly. You find that out later, correct? Her bot, she's the poison taster, and she's Spoiler just infused. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Sorry. She's infused with poison, and they didn't want her to go, but she was determined that she was part of the thing, and she wanted retribution for the... She felt bad for the people of the place they're supposed to be protecting, and she wanted in on it. Right. And so that's when we're introduced to... And this would remind me a lot of the... Uh, I don't know if you remember this, the old Legend of Cage video game? Oh, yeah, yeah. Where you're jumping through the trees? Yes. So there was just ninjas jumping everywhere. And I love that visual, man. I love uh, movies that suspend disbelief and just uh, make these ninjas uh, super heroic. They can do almost anything, right? That tree fight? Yeah. Awesome. Oh, yeah. Once again, though, it was really fast, but there was a lot of stuff happening, man. There's a there's lot. people flying through the trees. That's how they're traveling. They're traveling up in the trees, not on the road. There's a bajillion ninja stars being thrown. There's oh it, my god! And when it they get like thrown, machine gun fire. And they they're not hitting wood like a normal cartoon wood. They're hitting wood, and the wood is splintering all over the place. It's actually very. It's done beautifully. Oh, I agree. There's dismembering. Agree. Uh, there's not only Hansa, that. I think his name's Hansa. Has his arms completely ripped ripped off. Right. Yes. Absolutely. By the by, the rock. People guy. are being disemboweled, cut in half. And yes. I don't remember. Was that a tree ninja or was it the rock ninja? That was the rock. Okay. Yes. Because I thought at one point the, the the texture of him it looked almost like a tree, and then when he's um, molesting Kagero later, um, he almost looked like a rock. So I didn't understand. Yeah, he was a rock, and I remember that specifically from the older version. Uh, he has a big blade that he throws that. They did it right where it moved kind of too slow to give it like this really cool effect of this big, heavy, heavy blade just blasting through the tree trunks. Right. Cutting them in half. And I think my favorite part of that whole scene there is during the fight in the treetops when they're throwing the stars and they're dismembering people, they do a quick cut to like a close up of the ground and there's blood literally raining onto like onto the onto the grass and instead of water it's blood from all the fighting up in the trees you're seeing a rain of blood coming from the canopy and that was killer dude just killer your description of that i liked better than actually watching it oh so i'm doing my job good (laughs) yeah i mean i'm actually i'm actually liking it a little bit more as we talk about it so if we can find it dubbed that's the scene we're gonna watch i think if i just now if we're gonna discuss this thing i mean just like the people we're talking to out there and the interwebs um, maybe you're going to sell me on it. I'd like to because I really, 
Uh, and, it, and I'm not the only one. Some of our close personal friends, when I told them we were doing this, was like, dude, that's my favorite anime. My buddy Gene, who I hadn't seen in a long time, rewatched it, and he said, I think that is now my favorite anime. Like, it and, got and here's the thing, too. I want people to understand that we're not just watching movies we like, and this is plainly evidenced right, right now. Right. Right? We're not just watching stuff we enjoy. We're going to try and throw in... And we're going to keep talking about Mummy Maniac until we do that movie. But we're going to keep talking about just whatever comes to mind. You know, and like I said, like I discussed earlier, if somebody has any suggestions or something, just throw it into us and let us know. Yes, we're open. Absolutely. Yep. Um, so, obviously, Kagero is captured by the Rock. I actually have written down Tree Ninja, but then I found out later it was the Rock Ninja. Rock Demon, and yeah. Rock. De- yeah, it's, I found out later, too. They're all demons, right? All of them. Shadow Demons, Rock Demons. I couldn't tell if that was a title. <laughs> like for their crew or if that was a description of what they are because I know that they were all rogue ninjas but yeah I don't know if that's a title or, or an official description now this is something that once she's kidnapped by the rock demon um, there was some nudity he took her shirt off he he did some things to her but that's when I kind of realized like there's nothing um, sexy about this entire thing like the animated boobs kind of made me feel uneasy for some reason I wrote down cartoon boobies, and I, I, that might have been the first time I've ever seen cartoon boobies. I was probably about 19 or 20 when I saw this. Um, we're talking pre-internet. You can't just get on right. and look whatever. I can't right. draw, so I couldn't draw my own pair, which would have been cool because then I could have stared at that. But right. uh, it, it w- yeah, it definitely wasn't sexual, a sexual thing, but it was a shocker of like, is he really going to take her clothes off? Because you would, you would assume it would go to the quick cut of her back when the shirt drops, right? Like that's yeah, what I was you, thinking I mean, would happen. They're fully exposed, and then he actually said something to her akin to uh, – I would kill you and you would be dead and then you would be in even better lay. Right. Which it's, I was, you know, you're, you know, you're used to seeing that, but maybe you're not used to seeing it, but you've heard dialogue like that in, in other exploitation movies or gore movies or torture porn or whatever. But seeing a cartoon monster say that, you, you it's just kind of, I was taken aback, you know? Right. I wasn't used to that. So for and me. And I'm sure this is like par for the course for anime, right? <sighs> I don't know. Is that is included there, in Is everything? there rape in every anime movie? I know there's always a creepy old dude. I mean, that's in every okay. anime. But f- this, the, the sequence of events we just described, think of it as me being, let's say, 20 when I watch this. You're getting a crazy fight with a ninja inside a battle suit. You're getting right to a crazy tree fight with blood and gore and dismemberment right into, right into nudity in a cartoon. I was just locked in. It was... I'd never seen anything like this before at the time. Now there's a ton of stuff, but that's my fondness for this. Was it just maybe, groundbreaking for me? Well, maybe too. Um, maybe the sexual quirks of Japanese. I mean, in, in Japan, actually, the birthplace of bukkake, right? Right, right. Where you can buy so, I mean, a they, girl's they, underwear in a vending machine. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, maybe it's just the deviancy that I'm not used to. Um, but maybe to them, it's like as natural as what whatever type of sexual preferences we have here in the states or over in Europe or wherever. To them, it's just it's not that crazy, you know. Yeah, boobies aren't it's not as that shocking. Uh, boobies aren't a cool thing in like other countries where that's just normal on TV every day, it's right? Just, Nudity. Yeah, I mean, in Europe they show them on television shows yeah. and whatnot. So I've heard. I've never lived there, but yeah. So I don't know. It was just it was very unsexy and kind of. I've seen a lot of rape movies. I mean, I spit on your grave. Obviously, it kind of gets me. Um, unnerved, but this one just for some reason was animated. It was like a feeling I'd never had before. Like, ooh, that's kind of kind of right. creepy. You don't expect it. Well, I didn't at the first time. Right. You just wow. Okay, they're they're gonna. This is going deep now. This is getting all over the place. And that part specifically, I remember in the dubbed version, it was a a British guy that was dubbing the Rock Demon, and Jubei kind of interrupts the the raping. You know, he he tells her pretty much, hey, this is happening whether you're alive or dead. So. 
you, you might yeah. as well stay alive, right? He tells her to just yeah. hang tight. And then Jubei is there, and next thing you know. And this this didn't come across as cool or as uh, as swaggery as it did dubbed, but Jubei, is, he's sitting there eating, is like, hey, man, uh, well, I got lost. I'm on my way to so-and-so. Yeah, ask right? for directions. Right, like no big deal. Like he's not in the middle of a rape or anything. And that came across as really cool. Like that set him up as like this cool Han solo dude. And I remember distinctly the British guy that dubbed the rock demon, he looks up from the girl and he says, piss off i'm busy i remember that and i was waiting for that in in the text and it didn't it was like it was completely different and it had none of the the coolness that that had of that dude just kind of blowing him off at the time you know right and once again i i put stranger interrupts because at the at the time when i was watching i didn't even realize it was jubei right i had no idea just because it was a different costume different setup he was wearing i think i don't know I knew it was him the whole time, so maybe that was just you having to look up and down and take notes and read at the same time. Right. Maybe it was lost in that. Well, well, during the that particular battle, the monster loses his eye, and Jubei and uh, Kagero escape. And I had to watch that scene three times to figure that out. To figure out what happened? Yeah, I actually watched it three times to figure like, what just happened right now? So they fight. He ends up stabbing him with a ninja star in the eye, his soft spot, right? Right. I guess being as though he's a rock now, of course... Yeah, so like an idiot because it's all falling into place. Right. <laughs> Maybe you were trying too hard. <laughs> You're probably right. Maybe yeah. I was just like, I took this as an assignment and I shouldn't have. Right. Just go in and, and, and let it go and have it. fun. Let it right. flow over you, man. Yeah. And just, just write down the, the, the big talking points, write down the cool parts of the boss battles and not worry about the minutia of the details of yeah. traveling and, and reporting and all the little things that really don't move the, move the story. <clears throat> but you know well, I think that's what kind of separates us from other other casts is, you know, we really try and talk about it. So I didn't want to be lost. And when we got into the minutia, I really wanted to have some facts and, and things like, like that. But I think the big picture got lost. Maybe from now on, when, when I start feeling that way or when you start feeling that way about something this early on in the film, we stop. We just watch it. You watch the whole film and then you go back in and do a quick little was, summary. And, and I think that was my my answer was not stop and just watch it. My answer was get drunk. And continue with the notes. So pretty aspect. much, pretty much uh, handled it a different way. But you, <clears throat> yeah, yeah. But I think I'm going to take your advice next time. It'll probably be better for my liver. So right. Well, yeah, just kick back and watch it, man. See if you enjoy yeah. it, and then I'm go back in and take your notes. I've, like I said, I've watched a couple of our movies twice, um, and I didn't regret doing it, even though you know, even though one was work and one was pleasure. Right. So anyway, Kagero leaves uh, Jubei in the field of fireflies, and immediately cuts to uh, you said his name was the Chancellor or something. And he was having sex silhouette style, doggy style. Behind like the rice paper wall. Yeah. And again, not sensual, not sexy, very aggressive, very dominating, right? They didn't say it was a rape, but you kind of got the impression that this is one of his, uh, you know, he's a man of high power and he's using that power to do what he's, because he's a big fat slob and she's, you know, petite. Right. Petite, beautiful woman, silhouette wise. Anyway. Oh, I have a cool thing on my notes about that. I wrote down. Apparently, Asian cartoons are like Mexican TV, creepy fat dudes and hot chicks, because that's basically Mexican television also, right? It's all like yeah, greasy, like, weird-looking fat, fat Mexican dudes with like hot, hot, younger Mexican girls. <laughs> like always the talk shows, it's like the guys wearing the, the suits, but you can tell like their breast stinks probably, and they're dirty. They and got, then like, there's the beautiful like over. supermodel. I mean, they're gorgeous, man, the most beautiful women in the world. Yeah, so th- this cartoon had that in spades. All the dudes are creepy, fat, comb over, greasy guys, and all the chicks even like are the perfect. master later on was like totally just gross and yeah, Gemma. Yeah, 
All right, mm. so that, that was just a, when I saw that, I said, well, maybe that's like a thing in other countries that we don't do as much here. We try to make all everybody uh, mannequins. Right. Yeah, you're right. Beautiful people. Yeah, and I'll write under that. I had some of the jokes definitely didn't didn't come across in writing because of the inflection. And just I was thinking back to the dub version of like, no, this there was a little bit of, of heart missing when you're reading it. And these voices are so blah, 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 blah. You know, that's what you're getting. Right, right. I, I don't think I laughed once during the entire movie, so I didn't catch any of the jokes. And there was definitely fun to be had in it. There was, it just didn't come across. You know, there, yeah, we'll have to revisit. I've already watched it. You don't have to sell yeah, me Yeah, 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 you're right. <laughs> so <laughs> she's, she's reporting like to the guy. Chapman, while he's having sexual relations with that woman, um, he was like full on having a conversation with Kagero too. Like right. He would stop and, well, go back to the village and check it out. Yeah, she's yeah, reporting something. to him that, that the ninja clan was decimated besides her she's kind of in the room through a half open door not really looking at him and reporting and you can kind of tell that even she is very uneasy with what's going on like maybe she is she knows that he's doing something he probably shouldn't be doing at the time and well, she's got to get the urgent message to him right because she's know? trying to trying to save the people and she's worried about that small town they get with the plague so he, yeah he, he pretty much just sends her out and to go <laughs> he sends her away to do th- do everything on her own. He's a little busy. He's tied up right yeah. now. Yeah. He's focused. Give him five minutes, and that conversation probably would have went a lot differently. I believe so, yeah. <laughs> if you just waited yeah. five minutes. <laughs> right. <laughs> so the rock man rolls into town, the rock demon, and, okay, I put beats up somebody. Jubei. Think, think guy who saved Kagero. Once again, I think his uniform changed, or maybe you're right, just taking notes and looking back and forth at the screen. So it was Jubei. And, yeah, it actually um, cuts to Jubei walking down the street, and the rock monster just blasts through a wall behind him and just grabs him and just beats the living crap out of him. Oh, yeah, it was it was bad. Yeah. It was really bad. But he uses some sort of magic and defeats him. Well, kind of, right? It, it was a cool defeat, right? Did you like the head sliding down his sword? I thought that was oh, awesome, yeah. right? The, they, they did a couple of cool, really cool kills like that in yeah. the movie. So they have people a, in half and- they have a prolonged fight, and then the big sword that the rock monster throws, the big heavy sword, ends up getting stuck in the ground, and uh, or stuck in, in his head, and hits the ground, and then his head slowly slides, and it's stuck in his forehead, and he just, his whole head slides down the length of the blade, and it was very effectual. The sounds was good, and it looked great. And Again, though, I saw that in Kingsman live action. Yeah. <laughs> that exact same scene, Kingsman live action, so that's why maybe I was like, oh, that's neat, but I've already seen that done practically, so. You're spoiled. I, know. I like the death. A lot of us are. I thought the death was was cool. I thought it was a good yeah. fight. And you find out later, it's not magic why he was killed. It was because he had licked and touched Kagero earlier, and that was the poison taking effect. No, oh, that's how he was killed. No idea. Yeah, they bring that up. the The older, the little teeny guy who becomes who we're going to introduce soon. Well, the one who was in the bird feeder, right? This is. Uh... If he can be somebody that important, he'd like to train him. Right. Right. He okay. wants to enlist him as help as a spy. That guy explains it later when he's explaining to Jubei about Kagaro's poison body. About They kind of do even do a little flashback to the rock monster. And that's when you're supposed to infer that, oh, he had licked her and she's poison. And that's the reason um, Jubei was able to overcome him was the poison taking effect and killing him. And he was softening him up and he could get the blade into the rock body. So later on, though, when... The old guy poisons Jubei uh, to get him to force him basically to work with him. Right. Does that poison obviously supercharge him or no? No. Maybe it's a different poison. 
yeah, that poison was to keep him on the hook. He's like, look. Right, that's it. And that's pretty much right after this, right? Like the, the rock monster. Well, no, you, well, yeah, I think so. But I, I just wanted to talk about this briefly. Okay. What was up with the two guys talking with the ropes in their mouth? See, I thought that was great. It, it, I thought, it, it, so it's, it's, a can, it's a can on a string, right, with your buddy uh, a room away, the soup can with a string between it. These guys used a lot of weird effects to communicate. And one of them, that guy specifically, he could keep a little string in his mouth and talk to people, you know, the vibrations through the string to talk to people at distances. There's no cell phones. There's no uh, action page or Mr. Beeper at the time. So this is his cool way of, of science fiction-y. Uh, that was his effect. He could use that little string, put it in his mouth, and talk to people far away as long as he had left a string where he needed to talk. Okay. And he uses that to fight as well. He could send an electric charge through it and electrocute people through that string right. as well. Yeah. I, again, I didn't. I, I I caught onto the fact that he was abusing the woman, and people are going to say I'm a total puss right now. But he was abusing the woman, and her nips were very perk, right? <laughs> right. Which is kind of an illusion. Like maybe she enjoys that abuse. I don't know. Uh, but that's what I got out of the scene. Of course, like I said, at this point, I'm still trying to figure out what the hell is going on. Well, so. that dude. I'm pretty sure that dude was uh, was a gay dude. The guy with the string. He was in well, love. With- he was beating up on a woman. He was doing some. Didn't he like penetrate her digitally? Or is that later? That's later, and I, I believe that's the, the other ninja guy. The guy with the string was portrayed to be a homosexual ninja, and he was in love with Gemma, the master, and the chick was constantly baiting him because Gemma was sleeping with the chick with the, the ninja with the, the bird wings and the gunpowder. Man, this sounds convoluted right. as hell. Holy and that, again, shit. all this stuff that really didn't need to be in there, but the subplot is he's sleeping with that chick. The gay dude likes him, and that chick's constantly teasing him about it. Like, hey, you know he's sleeping with her, right? Because she liked him, and he didn't like her in return. So she wanted him. He wanted the other dude. The dude liked the chick, and she's pestering him, and you're never oh going to get God, him. He's with like this girl. Soap opera. Dude, it totally was unnecessary. It was completely unnecessary, but it was in there. And if you look hard enough, you'd, you know, you'd find it. Maybe I just got to look harder next it, time. It really wasn't worth it, dude. No, <laughs> it wasn't. <laughs> well, so then in my notes, I said it cuts to Kibagimi. For some reason, was that the old man's name? Uh, I only wrote old man, so I'll take your... Because it says cut to Kibigimi, but it was obviously Jubei now that I realize it. And uh, he's in a warm spring, and he fights the naked serpent lady. Right, that was another. Because now that he's killed the rock demon, all the Everybody's other... Everybody's coming all to the him now. All the it. bosses are coming to him, yeah. Okay, so they're all trying... So there's a naked serpent lady, but when he kills her, she just turns into a lump of skin, basically... And I, by the way, it, that was a dream sequence, I believe, right? No, no, that was. It wasn't. I even put it, it was a dream sequence. No, that was not a dream sequence. I love the artistry of it, man. It was a beautiful fight. I bet Maybe you think she that she was just using some sorcery or something. I bet you. Well, what happened is she can like hypnotize, kind of like Medusa, right? She can kind of hypnotize people when the snakes start moving. So she had him kind of hypnotized where she was about to kill him. That's when the old dude throws the Chinese star into his arm, the pain wakes him up. He wakes sees him up, and then he's lady. able to... Boom, he hits her with the sword, but since she's a snake lady, she sheds that skin, slithers away, and it's just the husk left over. And it was a cool scene, and I bet you thought it was a dream sequence because he's in a spa, and they had like a cool mist coming off of the spa. It was supposed Maybe to be warm. It. But he was wearing what I thought looked to be the most <clears throat> uncomfortable man diaper I had ever seen in my life, and I cannot imagine you would fight. Do they make a comfortable man diaper? You, know, you said the most uncomfortable. <laughs> I don't know if there's ever been one like form fitting. Like, dude, if you give me the option between that piece of rope up my crack or some depends, I will pick depends every time. <laughs> this man doctor bad. is perfect for my tactical scenarios. <laughs> it looked, dude. It, it was it was basically a washcloth. You yanked up 
into your buttocks and tied off at the top. It's like an <laughs> extremely large rope G-string, right? Right. Like a rope you would use on well, a ship to tie it off to the dock up his ass. I didn't really think of it at the time, but that's kind of what sumo wrestlers wear, right? A, a similar, maybe that's what that is, like a sumo wrestling type deal. I guess. I don't know. Because they wear something kind of similar to that, that, that wrap Tactical around. beard oil and uh, <laughs> men's undergarments. We're in. Yes. Yeah, it, it looked horrible. When I saw him wearing that, I was thinking, man, I would not like to be fighting in that thing. But yeah, so the, the old guy throws the, the star into his arm, uh, wakes him up, allows him to try to defeat the snake lady before she slithers off, and it was a cool scene. And at the same time, you find out that he had also poisoned that star, and he is enlisting the guy's help to spy. He's sent by the government to try to find out what they're hiding in the village. So right. he's trying to enlist this guy because he's like, hey, he's got skills. He's already defeated one of these people. I can't do that, and I can't do this alone. And the only way I guess he thinks he can enlist this guy is to poison him and say, hey, if you Black don't help me, yeah, if you don't help me, you're not getting the antidote. Right. And, and then, simple. of course, Jubei gets mad, stabs him with the ninja star, and he just bluntly states, oh, that's a different star, huh? Yeah, that was pretty weak, but yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was like, I don't, why was that even in there then? Yeah, oh, uh, that's not the same ninja star I poisoned you with. Yeah. yeah. And so Jubei's kind of like, oh. Yeah, that's the okay. type of stuff probably wasn't noteworthy. <laughs> you could have left that one out. <laughs> I was like, that's totally unnecessary, because he's just like, oh. Right. right. But there yeah, are I some. I actually ins- saw him in the background kick a can. Oh, it put his one. chin to his chest. <laughs> but those are the type of things, too, that uh, there was some tedium to it in between the cool fights uh, like that, that I could see why you were like, oh, really? I got to, you know, I got to make note of everything in here. Yeah. And there was so much going on. And then, you know, it went to the black and white flashback, I guess. I don't even know what that was. I don't even remember that part. Uh, so at this point, I said, uh, uh, I must have damaged my brain with so many B-movies and exploitation because I am completely lost. Um, I, so maybe this is too chock full of that shit that I can't l- allow anything else oh, in. I know what it is. So I it got is a totally flashback. drunk and the rest of the discussion will be suspect. Okay. Okay, good. I'll try to fill in the gaps. <laughs> so we're done. Yep. Okay. So the, 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 what happened there was when he says, we got to defeat these, these rogue ninjas and the leader is Gemma. That guy does a flashback. He's killed Gemma once before. He was one of the other ninja clan leaders you know, back when the original provinces were killing each other off over this gold. This was a buddy okay. of his that got hired uh, to, he got hired to kill off a bunch of the other provinces. He was part of the leader of the other province, and he was like, no, nah, don't kill me. He ends up killing the guy out, out of self-defense, and he's telling the guy, no, it, it can't be him. I've killed him previously, and they do a flashback showing how his friend betrayed him and how he had to decapitate him, and that that's where that comes in, where, okay, this guy has prior knowledge. He was once part of this team. That kind of fills in the gaps on the story there. It, okay. it was also very unclear, though. I, I agree. It was it was just like, what the f- yeah, fudge yeah. is going on right now, man. Yeah. Jesus. But you're right. It was a flashback, and it's <clears throat> trying to give you some backstory. So then I put a uh, master, and and I have question marks, but now it's Jubei. Yep. Um, they go to to train, I assume. And so I was expecting like a really neat montage again. No, did they train? No, I, they didn't do anything. He's I like, didn't you're think good so either, right? I thought he said he wanted to train him, but they did absolutely no training. Yeah, if they did, I didn't catch it either. So, so go ahead. You're you're up. Oh, I'm shoot, out. man. I only have sketchy. I only have sketchy outline from here on out. <clears throat> um, so, I, I did have a note here. I absolutely adore Japanese arterial spray. And I know people are going to talk about that because that's kind of the thing I always get into. But you can see where Quentin Tarantino got his inspiration for Kill Bill for all of that. Dude, when they cut into somebody, it was a geyser of, oh, of blood. <laughs> I mean, it's like uh, for Battle Royale when somebody's neck explodes. It sprays and it's like um, you could water your lawn with the shit. Right. Yeah. Oh, it was everywhere, yeah. and it was so overdone. But it was cool. It matched what was going on. It was. It wasn't uh, bad. It was. It was crazy. No. And so the ne- very next note I have after from that point and from this one is, 
Old lady tells guy plague is attacked village and she's chopped in half. <laughs> so what happened was uh, that Jedi mind trick guy, he was sending people out with messages. That was kind of his trick to communicate. Not like the guy with the, the string in his mouth, you know. Right. So they all had their own kind of power. And the rest of the show was basically they're trying to hit get to that village. They end up teaming back up with Kagero because they're heading the same way. And they end up trying to get to the village that was originally plagued, quote, okay. quote, plagued, so that they could find out what these guys were hiding and why they were even there. And along the way is a series of boss battles of Jubei and sometimes Kagero fighting through the rest of these um, rogue ninjas. I believe there's Well, like the snake lady returns. She does. Right? She yeah. has a new skin. Snakes literally crawl out of her ass. Uh, I have in my exact words written down was, she got her with the old crotch snake, which is usually a male weapon. <laughs> That's what I wrote down. <laughs> yeah, she, the snake chick comes back because they, the, the gay uh, ninja says, hey, you failed. Uh, you got to complete your mission. He sends her back, and Kagero interrupts the snake lady this time from killing Jubei. Jubei was in the chapel with the, the Jedi mind trick nun or whatever she was. The snake lady ambushes him, grabs him. She, Kagero grabs the snake lady, and she's ho- holding her from behind. The snake crawls. I, I took it as the female uh, pr- came, productive. Okay. I, I, <laughs> obviously, I'm inebriated now, so... It could have it could have came from either, but it was definitely in that region. Let's say <laughs> came out and, and like sneakily bit Kagero, bites Kagero in the thigh, right? And she says that's the most deadly of them all, right? Like that's the deadliest of all her snakes. <laughs> and of course, it doesn't affect Kagero at all because she Boom. tests poison. That's right. She's immune to poison, so she she ends up able to to overcome once again because of that. You know, I really appreciate your enthusiasm when I get something right. It's almost like, you know, I'm in elementary school. <laughs> you gotta, just got to, that's very good, Doc. Amazing. When my kid says something right, you got to reinforce the well done, the job well done. <laughs> when you listen to this back, and I know you will, when you said, that's right, you're, it's like I almost get a star in a cookie. All right, I'll, I'll sound clip that. And I'll start playing it every time you're right. <laughs> so, And I, I, I don't have them in order because, you know, usually you do the outline and I just fill in notes for each each part. Right. But, um, they, but they, at that point, Jubei tries to suck the venom from Kagero, right? Yes, he does. He goes right down on his knees to, to, to get on the, the thigh, and she Sex stops him. Overt. Right. Yeah, it was. Yeah. But it, it kind of sets up their 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 tension. Right. Because right. they, they've been set up as kind of like not wanting to work with each other, but having to work with each other. He saved her life. She's got a little chip on her shoulder about it. She feels like she owes him, so she's doing something she doesn't want to do. Um, he goes down to suck the poison out, and that's when you find out, no, she's poison. She gets kind of mad, stalks off. He talks to the old dude about it, and that's when you find out that the rock demon wasn't actually killed by Jubei. It was killed by her poison. That's why he was able to overcome. Right. That's right. And I there we go. And I, <laughs> I, I don't know. Do you remember which uh, which boss fight was next? Because really, nothing else goes on until the end besides boss battles. It's jumping from one of the ninjas to the next ninja. Right. And then the old guy, at that time, the old guy and Jubei recruit uh, Kagero. Um, the old guy pervs on her, obviously, because yeah. she's hot. Yeah. Uh, and then she reveals that anyone who has sex with her dies. Right. Boner killer. <laughs> Big, <Total> time. Boner <laughs> killer. <laughs> Big time. killer. Big time. So then at that point, they stumble upon a poison village. And uh, the bee attack was the weakest thing I, I could say about all the boss battles. I It was just totally confusing because the bees start coming out and she throws what, like, uh, 
flower petals. petals into the into the bees to maybe disturb them with the pollen or something. Totally weak. I, and I'm curious at this point if this was had something to do with a more traditional story. Like, was this a part of the story that they were trying to work in? Because I, it didn't match anything else in the. She never came with that power again. It was. It, it made no, no sense. It like out of her sleeves, like a, a shitty strip magician. Like ta-da! Well, so what happens is fiddles. two more of the of the rogue ninjas are they're teaming up now to take these guys out, and one of them has a mastery of bees, which I thought he turned out to be super cool. But before you really get to see him, you just see this huge swarm of bees. He's like, "Hey, I'm gonna have my bees take care of it," and they're thinking they're gonna die. She stands still and starts shooting flower petals out of her sleeves. And confusing the bees so they don't attack confusing her. Confusing the bees. But and then Jubei kills the bee guy by drowning him underwater like a real bee dies. Right. It, it was a, it, did, did you like like the, the hive on his back when he cut his shirt open? I thought that was really cool. That was cool, but he didn't do anything with it. He didn't. I liked the in the, the the he tried to get him with the final stinger, right? Like the throat stinger. Right. And, but but he blocked fruit, it. Fruitless. Yeah. Right. Uh, I'm with you on that. I don't understand the the pedal thing. I don't know why it was there. And why would you just give her a power that had no explanation and no need again ever? And she had no other powers other than poison. I Yeah, I'm, I'm at a loss. You remember in, in Superman 2 when he just takes off the S symbol and it becomes saran wrap and he, like, throws it at a bad guy? <laughs> why is that here? Right, like, I had that same feeling. I've like, never seen that in any of the comic books ever. Is or that a thing? the cartoons I ever watched. You never saw it before. You never see it again. So, And that's the same thing with these pedals of... Uh, what's going on with that you know yeah right, so i'm with you on that so he gets the he gets the and i think the other ninja there was the guy that could get in the shadows that had the claw the retractable claw uh, yeah they try uh, kagero tries to stop an armless guy from jumping off a cliff for some reason but then they're ambushed by an assassin oh. and they're both hanging from the cliff which not not just like uh jubei's arm is like extended out like cliffhanger style holding kagero up he's literally got her like a full like um, curl position holding her up. Not only that, he's holding on to a piece of thread <laughs> in one hand. <laughs> and he tells her, and I actually put in my notes, which I was wrong, climb, um, climb the rope, which it was just, it was a piece of string, man. That yeah, was the only thing holding him up. I thought that was a cool part of his fighting. He'd use that a lot where, kind of like the other dude used string for communication, he had a piece of string attached to his sword, so a lot of times when, he, when they thought he was disarmed, he would have this little teeny piece of thread that he could pull his sword back to him, and I thought they used it well in the fighting. Right. Well, then they climb the string, and then that's when they fight Peter Steele from Typo Negative. Yeah, is that, you, is that what you're calling him? <laughs> like, um, he's obviously blind. Am I right in that assumption? Okay, well, let me explain the guy with one arm. Okay, The guy with one arm was uh, a bomb. The chick with the wings and the big boobies, she could like manipulate gunpowder or something, and she would make these people into living bombs. They got tricked by that dude. They're trying to help him. It turns out he's a bomb. That's what blows him off. That ends up blowing right. him off of the, the ledge. So that that lady ends up escaping. The B guy doesn't escape. She does escape. So that's just another missed attempt at them. Then it cuts to the the cool blind ninja, which I like the sounds. I don't know if you noticed the sounds in that, but Jubei, since the guy's blind, he he runs into like a bamboo forest to try to yeah. So they can he can hear where they're coming from and which directions. Right, right. So Jubei it's ends neat. up cutting down a crap load of the of the the branches so that the dude's hearing a bunch of branches falling all around him to try to kind of mask his sounds which i thought was really cool that was awesome but it was an uneventful fight man which i'm sure if you're trying to show how big of a badass jubei is it shouldn't be a prolonged battle sequence 
But it was basically like one jump, scrap, and they're he's stabbed in the heart, and it's over. Yeah, and that guy was you. You never saw him before or after either. Like that was kind of a thrown in dude. Like I never saw the blind dude. They never referenced the blind guy. He was cool. I thought he was drawn cool, and that's where you get to see some really cool scenes of like he's holding his sword up, and you see Jubei's reflection, his face in the the bad guy's sword. Really artistically well done in that bamboo forest. So it was kind of a little eye candy, but it didn't really go anywhere. It was weak. Yep, I agree. Totally. Cool art, though. So then, um, Ju- or I'm sorry, Kagero passes out from heat and <laughs> she wakes and, and Jubei is eating a tomato and they have like a little romantic <laughs> romancing the stone banter back and bit. forth. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, she's, she's, she doesn't like him because he's the anti hero and she wants to kill him. Right? Right. Okay. It, all that stuff could have been cut completely, but yes. Don't need it. Yeah. And then it cuts the guys on the ship attacking and retrieving the cargo. Um, I, I have something written about dead horses here. Yeah, it was another thing where they had uh, poisoned the horses. It was the whole thing. Everything was dead. They just trying to make it look like the plague was everywhere to make people stop from wanting to investigate any further. So there was, And that, that, they were drawn cool. The horses looked crazy. Like, the lips were drawn back with, like, the teeth showing and stuff. Um, right. for, for a cartoon, yeah. for an animation, very graphic dead animals you know yeah extremely detailed man it's yeah. hard to draw horses i can't draw shit so <laughs> it's hard for me to draw one a of stick the hardest figure. animals to draw so kudos to them i'll make you a sketch for after the show <laughs> get aaron to draw one up for us absolutely <laughs> so it says here uh found out the gang is trying to keep the gold from falling into the warlord's hands right right and that's when i noticed uh that's when i made the epiphany this is just like a video game because we have yet another boss battle Yes. <laughs> right? Yes. And the girl attacks, uh, Kagero attacks the old man for the antidote for Jubei, right? Right. Nope. Was, wasn't, didn't, before that, didn't the guy tell Jubei the way to cure his... <clears throat> is to kiss him, right? Or sleep with him. Right. Well, I think he tells her, yeah, to, to, um, to sleep with Jubei would cure his poison. Because he's trying to set up the... I guess he's trying to manipulate them in some way. So he's like, hey, you want your antidote? You got to sleep with the chick. And he kind of... She, she doesn't know, want to do it because she thinks she'll die if she, he does it. At first, right. And then when she does find out, even then, he doesn't take advantage of it because by that time he actually respects her and he didn't want to feel that he was using her, uh, so he denies it. He's like, no, he stays poisoned and, and uh, doesn't, do the, doesn't do the deed with her. Right, and then that's when, for some reason I have girl and then I have in parentheses Kenoichi, but I think it was Kagero gets captured by the um, bear claw guy. He's got the... the the claws on the end of the chains. He could hide in the shadows, right? He could, right. He could he sink could, into like, a shadow. D- dissolve into the shadows. Doesn't he digitally penetrate her? Is he the one who he does, does that? That's the one, yes. That's the one. It wasn't the, the homosexual guy. It was him. He's got her tied up in like the most bondage Like uh, leg up over her head, so she's completely like splayed out. Yeah, her arms are tied to the ceiling, one foot on the ground in like a ballerina tiptoe, and the other leg is on roped to the ceiling as well next to her arms basically right she's on one foot with everything else above her head and he's i mean pretty graphic and very creepy uh penetration yeah weird but yet that great character he's easily defeated with a sword in the back i attributed that again to he's touched uh kagero and he's weakened but i mean there was no it wasn't a battle at all it was just he stabbed him in the back and it's over no, it, he sunk into the shadows and went up the wall, kind of, right? And he had this claw was right. out. with He's, the beam, the shadow of the beam going up the right. wall. Right, and there so was something that. to that where 
Kagir, or Jubei used something. I can't remember the, what the device they used, but there was something to the intuition of where exactly the dude was in the shadow to throw the sword. And I don't know if it was Kagiro mm-hmm. tipped him off or there was something other there of, of how he knew exactly where to throw it. Okay. And I, I can't for the life of me remember, but the, it, yeah, it was still lackluster because he was a pretty cool character. He had been there since the beginning. He had some crazy skills. Uh, he was drawn cool. And he was, yeah, I, I like the claw thing was pretty effective. But, and then, yeah, he's Cool out. weaponry, yeah. obviously. Yeah. But then that's when it came, comes down with Kagero and Jubei. She uh, wants to repay her debt for saving her. Right. So she agrees to sleep with him. And they hug for like an abnormally long time. Yep. And that's when he leaves being the gentleman without sleeping with her. Right. He wants he, they, he wants the relationship to, to happen for a, a natural um, reason and not because she just wants to save right. her life or repay her, her debt. Right. Not as it just a tool he wanted. He, he actually respected Organic, her Organic, right. Right. Yep. Okay. Which was cool. You know, that, that part was all right. But, you know, he didn't use so, her like everyone else did. That's nice. Right. And then at that point, the ninjas attacked the ship, stealing the Minecraft blocks filled with gold. <laughs> cool. That's good, man. Kugero, <laughs> uh, the old man, and uh, Jubei move in, um, and they incapacitate the girl. I don't remember how. I mean, my writing is really becoming uh, rambling. Drunker and drunker. That's great. Yeah. Incapacitate girl, leader of the clan, Murphs. And kills Ginma, morphs. morphs huh? Got it. Morphs. This is fun. Yeah. It's like drunken history. Yeah, that's great, man. <laughs> morphs and kills Ginma. I guess. No, Ginma is the is the leader of the bad people. Uh, okay. It turns out that the whole time Ginma has actually been the chancellor. Uh, he'd been. He's he's in disguise. He, he can, right, he can uh, shape shift. Right. So he know. sent all the ninjas to their death in the beginning. Her whole clan. He was responsible for it all. Okay. She attacks him. He knocks her out. You know, she, he, she's not strong enough to overcome him. Uh, he knocks her out, and that's when, I believe, is that when she he kills her there, doesn't he? No, he doesn't kill her. He kills a whole bunch of ninjas, man. I'm talking about insane amount of ninjas. You're ta- no, you're talking about no, you're talking Jubei killing the ninjas. They're jumping over the roof, and he's killing them. I put guy here, so yes. Yes, but before yep. that, Gemma, the main bad guy, kills Kagero, and that's why he goes crazy on all those ninjas. He comes in comes in hot. Okay, so they're trying to kill him to protect the Chancellor. Right, He's right. So Gemma. Once, okay. once, once Kagero goes after Gemma and finds out everything, Gemma kills her. Jubei finds out about it. He pulls so Jubei a- finds Kagero, and she is dying. Right. She admits to loving him, um, which... I think we should start a new genre, action rom. Instead of rom-com, Ooh. we should do action roms. All right, man. Where we can bring something in so the ladies get involved. We can have a meet or a fight cute instead of a meet cute. Mm. What do you think? Uh, Romance in the Stone, Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Uh, you sure? No, 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 no. There's not a lot of chop sake in those movies. I'm talking about where the emphasis on the fighting and not well, shit. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> we try, we can try, we but I, yeah. I think there's already been crap uh, movies like that. But no, we could, <laughs> instead of the meat cute, we could have the fight cute. And then, I don't know. Isn't I there movies where two people end up fighting and then fall in love after the fight? Like, shut, I, your, I, shut your mouth. Okay, good. <laughs> Mr. And Miss, Mr. And Miss Smith, right? <laughs> well, that movie sucked, but yeah. <laughs> I never saw it. I, re- I refused. It's but, got like the real yeah. cool husband-wife banter in the middle of fights, like the one-liners that a little cringe. Like, oh, know? did you pick up the, the bread and milk on the way home? Right, right. Like he'd hit her with a gallon of milk on the head, and then she'd say like, glad you remembered the milk this time at least. You know, some <laughs> bullshit. It's horrible. <laughs> so yeah. bad, dude. 
so uh, this laundry isn't going to do itself is you know yes yeah like he's he's slamming her into the or she's slamming him into the dryer and i'm tired of washing your clothes or yeah whatever it was bad okay so maybe i was wrong maybe that's something that should not be created and we should kill it right now. right (laughs) so going back before the the big ninja fight you're talking about kigero ends up uh gemma kills her or is has almost killed her jubei finds her he talks to her she says she loves him he actually kisses her at the end (laughs) which later you find out was enough to actually cure his poison so good on him he didn't have to sleep with her kind of dick on the old guy for telling him he has to basically rape her to cure his to cure his poison but um the, the the loving kiss at the end was enough to do it and he she takes off her headband the little head she'd been wearing like a little stone on a headband uh, part of her clan thing and gives it to him and there's a total rambo scene where he rips his sleeves off and then puts the headband on did you catch it or were you too inebriated by that time uh, I was saying the exact same thing. Basically, it was, uh, you're not expendable, Jubai. Right. <laughs> you're not expendable. Because I actually put there, like, S just got R, and R stands for Rambo, not right, real. Right, not real. <laughs> so, yeah, he, he he literally rips his own sleeves off to show the muscles and throws on the headband, just like Rambo did. All I wanted did. to hear was, like, when he when he tied that thing around his head, right? Remember in Rambo 2 when they had, like, the, uh, I don't even know what that instrument is, but it sounded like a rattlesnake rattle? Yeah. yeah. I wanted to hear that, that... <laughs> The, the washboard, yeah. <laughs> it was awesome. Yeah. It's just got Rambo, right. for sure. So he's coming in hot now. He knows Gimma's in the town. He just killed his love. And Gimma sees him come in and starts throwing amazing amount of ninjas at him. Ninja fodder. Can we call him ninja fodder? Throws him in. And sure, yep. So they don't even show half of the fight. They show ninjas jumping over the roof <laughs> towards Jubei, and just body parts are flying out from behind yeah. the roof. Choom, choom, choom. Ninjas are going everywhere. Jubei's coming in hot. He's coming in mad and goes right for Gimma and has a pretty... No. No? Burns the lady demon first. Oh, that's right. He had the lady demon. He burns her in a sea of flames. Right. Right. Well, um, no, that was Jubei, that was on the boat, right? That was when they sneak into the boat, and uh, he uses her against herself because she puts out the stuff to blow him up, and they use her to, to wreck the boat. Right, but that happens before that. And then Jubei and Gimma fight on the burning ship, which was a cool fight. That, and that's when he uses – it was an awesome fight. Is that when he uses the – the the headband she had given him to just headbutt the living hell out of him. Oh, right? dude, he was drilling his head into the actual floorboards. Right. Um, but that was cool because um, Ginma was using his arm, which was cut off, to to fight back <laughs> to get him back, dude. It was a badass <laughs> fight. And then, dude. then he reattaches the arm after he's beat Jubei with it. Then he does the headbutting scene, which was cool. Um, Brutal. I mean, it was a long then, headbutting scene. Long. And then you think he's dead, right? Yeah. But just like Jason Voorhees or any other killer. You never turn your back on him because he rises from the, the flames and the ashes and the headbutting, and that's when Jubei cuts him in half lengthwise. Yes, from the he just splits him from the gut up, right? Right, and he cuts it, yeah, and he like slides in half. So you think that would do it, but even that was not enough to kill Gemma. He, nope, he's got to die by lava. The or ship sinks into lava or, or molten, something. Molten gold. Sure. So what happens is... Uh, <laughs> Notice I'm drunk. Like, where the fuck was... Yeah, right. <laughs> in, in the boat. <laughs> they just happened to float into an open volcano. Right, right. I'm an idiot. So Gimma gets on the boat to back it up. The the only demon that's left is the lady that can control gunpowder. She tries to use her gunpowder to kill Jubei and the old guy, and they turn it against her. They they end up lighting the gunpowder up. It puts a hole in the boat. There's a huge fire. That's right before the, the Gimma fight with the, the cool head budding. And I don't know if, when I went up to get another beer because I don't remember any of that. Yeah. So at all. you might have missed this, too. Then I, I wanted to bring up right before the Gimma fight, right before the, the last fight. 
there's this really creepy, not not creepy, but really out of place, like commercial break where the music tapers off and there's a long silence and it fades to black. Did you catch yeah, that? Yeah, it did. It like faded in. I was like, was there a commercial? Because yeah. none of the rest of the movie had done that. No, I don't know what went on there. I, I and it's a cartoon, so you would think you could edit it if it wasn't supposed to be there, you know. But like, just take that whole fade to black out and just butt up the action sequences to each other. Right to it, yeah. So whatever that, yeah, that it made was. me feel like I just come back from watching a, a commercial for Tricks. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right back from the from the Captain Crunch. Yeah, so, <laughs> so that was really out of place. So then it gets to the fight. It gets to the crazy cool headbutting. Probably the, just demolishing that face. Uh, he sticks a sword in him, pulls it all the way up through his forehead, cuts him in half. He still regenerates. And at that time, the fire is getting hot enough where it's melting some of the gold, which I'm pretty sure is impossible, but it's still happening. I think it would melt the wood of the boat before it melted the gold, but the, somehow the wood's still there. you were a podcaster and a scientist as well. Okay. Uh, I'm guessing. This is a total guess. <laughs> <laughs> so the gold is like pooling around the their What is the melting point for gold, Steve? Uh, oh, come on now. You don't know. Don't so. know. <laughs> the gold is, is, is turned into basically what you said, lava, and it's melting around them while they're fighting, and Gimma gets... Uh, in, encapsulated, encased in it. it. It washes over his body as he's laying down. And then as soon as the boat sinks enough to hit the water, it just, it hardens. Boom. It turns from the molten into uh, a gold casing around his whole body. And he sinks to the bottom of the ocean. And it, to me, that's that's the way. You got an immortal, a dude that can't be killed. That's set up for a sequel. I really like, too, the fact that when he was going down in the gold, he stuck his thumb up like Terminator 2. That was really no, neat. he did not, you liar. You were drunk, dude. Now you're what? making it. <laughs> Come on you now. Did do it. You wish. <laughs> I'm, I'm drunk again. So, I, I, dude, that to me, that was a very cool, like, I wouldn't say ingenious, but that's a very thoughtful way to get rid of a bad guy, to get rid of a dude that seems unkillable, other than the, the you know, Case in, him in gold. improbability of the, the, the fire. Of the ocean, right? Yeah, now he's down there, maybe alive, right? Inside that gold for eternity. Can't get out. Pretty cool. Yeah. Did yeah. they make a Ninja Scroll too? Not that I know of. They did. T- I think they had a, a series, a short-lived um, TV series, and I don't even know if it aired in the U.S., but I, I think I remember seeing something about it when I was doing the research. Uh, but no, then that's that's pretty much the end. You get to the the old guy congratulates him and says, hey, guess what? Uh, you know, I was working you guys the whole time. I gave you both what you wanted. Kagero needed love. You gave it to her at the end. Uh, you needed blank money or redemption for whatever 100. you did. Hero or something he was offered him. Yeah, whatever. <clears throat> and uh, you're cured. Her yeah. poison cured your poison. It so wraps it up. Good. Yeah, it wraps it up, and uh, and it and it ends well. Uh, it no worse than any other of the movies we've watched recently. Uh, <laughs> rides off into the dusty sunset and uh, and scene. Right. And to cap right. off, uh, the last thing I'd say about about this in the discussion section is I would I still liked it. <laughs> I still actually liked it a lot, but I still would rather have watched it dubbed, even after seeing I like- it subtitled. I liked discussing this movie with you more than I liked the movie. I think that might be the case on a couple of our movies so far. <laughs> so, yeah. like, you know what? I hope people enjoyed listening us listening uh, to us discuss it. Right. Hopefully, we can make fun even out of something that isn't really our thing. You know. Right. This was Agreed. my thing, though. I was totally down with it. All right. All right. So, what was your uh, favorite moment? My favorite moment of the whole movie was the tree fight scene in the beginning. It had a lot going on. It had great visuals, great sounds, awesome effects. It had tons amount of blood, decapitation, dismemberment, uh, flying ninja stars. Cool scene. Caught my eyes, caught my attention, kept it the rest of the movie. My only complaint is it didn't last long enough. Sure, yeah, that would have been, yeah. <clears throat> I like uh, Jubei smashing his head into the demon, telling him 
if he was immortal, he would keep killing him as long as it takes. Yeah. Um, with his girlfriend's head, but or his girlfriend's headband on his head as he as he's doing that. Right. I thought that was just ruthless, man. It was. If you're immortal, I will kill you as long as it takes. Yeah, almost that he's glad he's immortal because he can keep killing him, right? He's he like, can kill is, him over and over again. I'm going to headbutt you for eternity. Yeah, that was awesome. That's just pure rage, man. Pure yeah. rage. I'm with you. That was awesome. Least favorite moment? Uh, I'm guessing we're going to match here, but the flower petal Kagero scene. Nope. Oh, really? Okay, so for me, that scene could be taken out. I don't know why I was there. Uh, I don't understand the power. It was never used. It was never brought up again. Like a specific power to tranquilize bees with flower petals from your sleeves seems a little, little out there. Again, I just want to shout ta-da every time she does it. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Some old Vegas magician. It was unnecessary. Um, and I do like the fact, though, that you and I always hit on the same things pretty much when we're talking about this stuff. And just so everybody knows, this is not pre-talked about. Never. We went out of our way to not discuss it when we saw each other this morning. Um so it's it's kind of cool we're hitting on the same things like yeah, that. Yeah, we go in fresh every single time, and I think that makes for a better show. Right. My least favorite was the editing was kind of clunky. Um, some of the stuff lasted longer than it should, and some of the stuff that I wanted to keep going didn't last as long as I wanted it to. Um, and apparently when new characters are introduced, uh, they were introduced without explanation. And I think maybe that's just a cultural thing that I, I would have to get used to the more I watch them. Or maybe if we were familiar with the traditional story that this was um, right. following, we would have understood, oh, hey, that's supposed to be blank, right? Correct. Like maybe each 100%. of those of those bad guys had like a cor- corollary a figure in history or something. Who knows? Right. Just uh, the simple the story structure is something I wasn't familiar with. And, and like I said, a lot of characters I thought were different characters. Turned out they were the same guys, just different costumes or, or dressing, so I didn't recognize them. And they, like I said, I can't get their voices because all their voices sound the same pretty much. Got it. It's like the same guys doing a voice through a, uh, a, a distortion tube. You know, if he's a demon, it's the same voice, just deeper with a little bit more distortion. So maybe that's just something with uh, watching more of them I'll, I'll get used to. Maybe. And I think you need to revisit your stance on uh, subtitles when it comes to cartoons because it's not per- trying to portray another actor. It's actually just taking the source material and doing it in your native language, you know? You're probably, yeah, you're probably right. All, All right. right. Your unique star rating? I give it 975 out of a possible 1,000 ninja stars thrown into that piece of wood. Oh, excellent. Excellent. I give it three arterial sprays out of five. Not for me, but definitely an important cog in the anime wheel. Nice. Okay, good. And I'll tell you what, you can do a lot worse than this in anime. I've tried. You, know, oh, sure, you can do man. a lot I'm worse. Sure. Like, uh, I, I remember my cousin telling me about Dirty Pear, and there's all sorts of stuff out there. So I think it was a good introduction for me. Something Excellent. I, good. So. Life lesson learned? Um, let's see here. Uh, never trust old people. They always have <laughs> ulterior motives. Uh, Werther's originals are basically offered to force interaction and conversation that is normally unwanted by the <laughs> under 40 crowd. So never trust old people. They are crafty. Werther's dude. Werther's originals. <laughs> okay. Because that was it. His, basically his poison shuriken was his Werther's. Like, ah, now you got to talk to me. Oh my goodness. And you got to spend time with me. So come on in. There's more where that came from. You know, it smell like your grandma's purse and Werther's yeah, originals. <laughs> basically that old guy, he didn't need help. He just wanted somebody to sit around so he could talk about pervy stuff and stroke his pervy beard while he checked out the chick. (laughs) So what was your life lesson, buddy? Uh, I have one in an alternate. I'll give you the one that I originally came up with was uh, female ninjas don't wear pants. Did you know that? No. Did you notice that she only had on like a shirt with a tie around it? Because every time they got her naked, they basically just dropped her shirt and she was completely naked underneath. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, Hey, well, I mean, mean, you have to have free form and, and, and ease of movement when you're doing karate, not even skivvies. I mean, the dude had that big man diaper on. No, no, No? No, we don't have time for that. 
Well, he had he had on a diaper and she had on nothing, and she she was like that the whole show. She had nothing on but a, a loose blouse tied with a rope that was constantly getting torn off of her. So, what's the life lesson though? So that female ninjas don't wear skivvies. Uh, that was just something I learned. Female ninjas don't wear pants, apparently. Well, my other good one was Doc doesn't like anime. That was another thing I learned. <laughs> so uh, I can use Doc's that one. liking it more, but Doc did not enjoy it while he was doing it. Why am I talking in third person? That's such an asshole thing. The royal do. we, yeah. <laughs> good. I did not like it at okay. first. I, I think having discussed it and learning more about it, it's starting to grow on me kind of like a cancer. Oh, man. Good and bad. Backhanded compliment. I like it. Right. Yeah, definitely. Are, you, are we ready to quiz each other off? Do we have any uh, theme music to start off the quiz off or no? Have. I didn't pull any this time, but I have some cool new outro music for us. Okay. So um, I don't really have these set up as uh, easy, medium, hard. It doesn't matter because you're going to get all three of them anyway, so I'm just going to do them in whatever order we do them in. Okay? okay. Okay. What type of bird flew into Yuri Maru's barn silhouetted by the moon? <sighs> Was it a sparrow? No. Ah. It was an owl. <laughs> Since we haven't had any sound clips. Uh, I like it. Bummer. I remember the scene. I just, yeah, I didn't know the type of bird. Good question, though. All right. Go um, ahead. My easy one is name the two main hero characters. Kagero and Jubei. Which you might not have got if I hadn't have brought I that. I would not, dude. I would, I, later on, like I, I had the female listed by like three different names. I had Jubei listed as like guy. Okay. Um, dude. So, yeah. Thank you for that one. Okay, good. Um, okay, ready? Go for medium. What demon is first seen in the movie? The rock demon? Shijima, the shadow ninja. Damn it, you're right, because he's doing the, the voiceover with the... Yep. Ah, good. Hey, that's a great question, man. All right, like All right and I'm trying that. not to be tricky, man. I was just no, no, no. Those, these are legitimately good questions. I like that. And I will admit I did cheat and get these off of a website because I had no idea what to ask you. No. So I tried to find ones that I figured you for sure would know because I don't... I'd like to share the wealth. No, that's totally cool. I'm, I like what you're going with this. Um, my medium one is, what did they call the group of eight rogue ninjas? So the, the name of the demon clan. Oh, oh, oh. Can I refer to my notes? Please, yes. Okay, one second. Is that Foley work? Or is that you're really looking no, through no. paper? All right, cool. <laughs> Hold on a second. I'm going to walk down to the... Office. Oh, you walk, <laughs> walk down to the quiz booth? <laughs> um, hold on a second. Hold on. Holding. Oh, oh, it's in here. Holding. Oh, hang on. Makes hang for, on. It makes for good radio. I know. Why don't you uh, <laughs> just play us some background music or something? Do that uh, uh, that devil song. Here. Kagaru? 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 I'm sure Will appreciates it. Devils of Kimon? Ah, yes. The eight devils of Kimon. Nice, Kagero. dude. Hey, okay. Thank you for the extra time. Yep. Good one, dude. Okay, so you're definitely winning, man. I'm gonna have to pull up a compliment. I forgot that. Um, okay, give me the hard question. Which demon has the power of shadow? The, his actual name? No. Which demon has the power of the shadow? The one with the retractable claw. Yes. What is that demon's name? Uh, I didn't get any other names. I only put the retract. That's, you know, that's a good question. The reason I asked that question is because I just gave you that answer. Oh, did you? Come on. No, I said what demon is first seen in the movie? Shijima. I said Shijima, the shadow ninja. And then the very next question was, which demon has the power of shadow? Oh, Shijima. dude. Okay, nice. Actually gave you the answer. Yeah, you're right, buddy. So I didn't follow it in the movie, and I didn't follow it in the questions. It's great. And you're obviously not hearing a word I'm saying. Sh- Shijima? <laughs> we like Shijima. We sound like a married couple now. Shijima. You're, you're, you're hearing, but you're not listening. Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> We're up. 
We get the fail tone? Uh, wait, I got one more. Do you want me to give you mine? Sure. You want me to give you my hard one? <laughs> yes. Groovy. Okay. Yes. All right. This movie had all three of my requirements to make a great movie. Can you name my three requirements? Boobs. I, yes. Body fodder. No. Damn it. <laughs> Buckets of blood. Nope. Asian people? No. Okay. <laughs> Boobs. I'm uh, sorry. I'll, I'll give them to you because they'll probably come up again. Boobs? Yes. Uh, Kung Fu? Yes. And Little People. I'm going to call that dude in the beginning Little Person. And I would have also accepted Puppets. That's a, a another one that I, <clears> you can <throat> throw in there in my three. Boobs? For future... Uh, yeah, yeah. In your notes. I, your writing. I can hear your pen scribbling. Kung Fu... <laughs> Little people slash puppets. Yep. Okay, got it. Okay, that's that's my three. To, if all three of three of those things are in a film, I usually like it. Well, then I think you're really gonna enjoy Black Devil Doll, which I think I have in my queue and should be coming in the next couple of weeks. <laughs> are, we, are, are we telling our listeners now that we're gonna do that movie? Hey, it, it's coming up. It's gonna be in the next four or five. Uh, so okay. if you, in case you Excellent. wanna look around for it. Would you um, like to tell them what our next one is, just so they know they can do uh, some research if they want to? First, I'm gonna give you a nice compliment for winning the quiz off. Awesome. Wait, I'll give myself this fail again because I don't have clips. Okay. I for, I had forgot to queue up the compliments, so this is going to be random. I have no clue what it is. I have Doc compliment number 10. Doc's a perfect 10. Six in the face, four in the pants. Beautiful. I just want to bask in that for a Beautiful. second. Beautiful. <laughs> well, thank you very much, Steve. I appreciate it. Um, would you say that movie is schlock or not? Oh, no. This this was just straight up. Uh, I thought it was just a cool movie. Uh, definitely not schlock. N- nothing I could even nothing I could not say. Not schlock at yeah, all. Nothing. At all. I, I, I'm glad we agree on that. Yep. All right. And do you want me to go first on the flick picks? Go ahead. So, like usual, Doc's going to give a Doc flick pick, and I'm going to give something you can watch with your um, spouse or kids possibly sometimes. And we watched, two weeks ago, we watched a movie that which is very quickly becoming a family classic around my house. I hope you've seen it. I'm pretty sure you have. 1999 Galaxy Quest. Never seen that. Really? Are you joking? I'm joking. Okay. <laughs> Great movie. Alan Rickman, man. Rain Wilson. Yes. Uh, Tim Allen, Sigourney Weaver, Alan Rickman, Tony Shalhoub, Sam Rockwell, Justin Long, Rain Wilson. And I'm pretty sure I'd have to double check, but I think Justin Long and Rain Wilson, is this is their first film uh, debut. I, I remember I liked them in the movie, but I had never seen them before. Right, right. And then when you don't think about them until years later, then you watch The Office and you go back and watch them like, oh, man, that's Dwight. You know, you, don't, you wouldn't have noticed yeah. it the first time around. Dwight Schrute um, and his beet farms. If you haven't seen it, definitely watch it. It's a, it's a take on the, the characters who play in Star Trek, not necessarily the show Star Trek, but what they go through in terms of now they're, they're famous for being on the convention circuit. There's animosity between the cast and the main star. Uh, it takes that to another level. It is a great family movie you can watch it with your kids it's funny and I, i'm not a tim allen fan at all i loved him in this i thought he nailed uh kirk uh, just killed it yeah did you catch my home improvement is that your is that your tim allen home dude? improvement nod there uh? Uh, i'm gonna cap that because that's we're not gonna use that for bad for <laughs> no, bad no, impression no, clips <laughs> I, I wish i could go back in time and take that back i'm gonna have a file of bad impressions and that's gonna be number one in it <laughs> no no dude you don't know it but that was dead on that was actually a perfect uh, I've never seen a whole episode. Is the show good? I've never seen a whole one. 
No, it's just something I watched when I was a kid with my family. So, But, I mean, fond memories, but you watch it now, and it hasn't aged well at all. It's not like Married with Children probably holds up, I'm guessing. Uh, or is that along the same lines? I never, I never was a fan of that show, even when it was originally out. So I don't know why. <laughs> I just wasn't. We'll have to revisit some. You, one of these days you want to do a, like pick a TV show and do like a episode of a TV show, something we fondly remember, like Buck Rogers or something? Only if it's Alf. Oh man, I'm in on that. <laughs> I am in on that. Okay, yeah, that's something, puppets, right? something to think about for later. Oh, a puppet in there. guess what? We got a we got a wife coming home. We're hey. in the middle of recording, babe. Hi from way everybody. To, way to ruin it. All right, we're almost done. All right. I feel like we just got caught by our parents. Like, I know. Home <laughs> past midnight or something. We're uh, almost done. I swear. I'll be off the mic soon. All, All right. right. You ready for my flick pick? Yes, please. Aaron. I had this pick before you texted Steve earlier today. I want you to know that. It's 2015's Turbo Kid, directed by Francois Samard, Anouk Whistle, and Johan Carl Whistle. I haven't seen it. It stars Michael Ironside, Monroe Chambers, and Lawrence LaBeouf, who I'm pretty sure is no relation to Shia. Um, So you've never seen this movie, right? No, never. Okay. little backstory. Um, It's a feature film adaption of a a submittal they sent in to be in the short... um, or to be in the movie ABCs of Death. Have you ever heard yeah. of that? Yeah, I watched it. Yeah, so th- their submittal was called T for Turbo, but I don't think it made it into the movie. I don't so think I got the feature- T. Yeah, so they made a feature film adaption, and I've heard it described by people as a Mad Max, but with BMX bikes. Oh, neat. Okay. Okay. It's got a fantastic score, uh, excellent and cr- very creative practical blood effects, which I know Aaron touched on. The blood sprays were out of control. There was a scene in there, Steve, where he cuts a guy's head in half twice and then kicks him in the balls. Oh, man. Okay. <laughs> like, just extremely violent, um, a lot of heart. Um, um, I watched it with some family and friends, though, and this is where I feel bad because I watched it with some friends and family who normally probably wouldn't watch a movie like that. Like you even mentioned the title Turbo Kid, and they're automatically rolling their eyes. And they actually made fun of me for liking this movie. Huh. Okay. Which, well. which means that it's the right movie for me. Okay. Because the movies I enjoy are ones that people don't normally like, except for people like us. Obviously, the squares, if you will. Of, of, you know, the guys who are going to go see the Fast and Furiouses and stuff like that. They don't like this shit because they don't understand it. They don't get the nuances of it, right? Yeah, I, I've watched nerds. it three times already. I, I can honestly say that I listen to the soundtrack on YouTube when I'm driving around in my car. It's that good. Wow. Okay. Um, so I can't recommend it enough. It's it's a masterpiece to me. I'll have it watched by the next time we record. How about that? Okay, perfect. And it, just so you know, it was also a, a co-production between uh, a Canada company. They, actually, the Canadian government and New Zealand government, they give money to producers to make movies. So it was New Zealand government and Canadian government uh, co-produced this movie. It's great. Okay, so I'm, I'm that brought up something. I'm just going to get quick off track here. This is the first show we... I know we had a show in 2016, but we actually recorded it in 2015. This is our first recording of 2016. Uh-huh. Did you have a favorite movie of 2015? Oh, God. Because I do. I saw, I saw a lot of cool movies, man. I, I'm going to say the one that really made me... Are we talking cinematic movie or just movie in general? No, something that was made during last year, something that came out in 2015. Mad Max Fury Road okay. was amazing. Okay. I'm with you on that, but I think... I think I might, if you had to pin me down on it, I think what we do in the shadows, I'm right there with you on Mad Max. I put that right up there. I've watched that like three or four times already, and, I, and I've watched Mad Max a couple times. It's still good, and I've watched it with my dad even. I watched it with my wife. She liked it. Um, if you haven't seen what we do in the shadows, 
man, dude, that, that you know what? Awesome. And that makes me happy too because I actually got you out of your shell and took you to a movie theater and and we got to watch that together. I was so gonna, that means a lot to me too, man. It was I, I was gonna say I, some lamer took me to it and it was it actually turned out to be a pretty good movie, which was pretty rare, man. Because it, for us to find a theater that was playing that thing was tough. And there's nobody in there, which makes it and nice. Dude, we can say we saw it on the big screen. Not a, not a lot of people can say that. Yeah, I, I really hope those guys do more. And I heard they're making a, a sequel, which is rumored, and it's going to be about the werewolf guys that were in there, not the Dracula guys. <laughs> they're like the total jock idiot. Yep. yep. That would be great. I'm watching that. Okay, for so sure. for 2015, I, I'm right there with you. If you had to ask me what we do in the shadows and Matt and Fury Road uh, beat everything else hands down. And that movie, Fury Road took 10 years to make too, crazy. believe it or not. That's crazy, man. So... Kudos to George Miller, Great. man. So coming up next, uh, we're going to do a quick revision here. Night of the Demons, 1988's Night of the Demons. It has, it has Quigley in it, right? Or Linnea Quigley, yeah. Is she going to be... Oh, Nude I know, in it? Yes. Well, not, no, not only that. What? But um, I know we've done a Kurt Russell movie, and we're about to do another one of his. But is she going to be like one of our recurring, um, you know, like a theme actress she in our be, movies? Man. I mean, she's done a ton of stuff, man. A ton of stuff. Return of the Living Dead, Night of the Demons, uh, Dead Heat. I mean, she's a genre queen for sure. But I don't know if she'll be a recurring. I mean, obviously, we're going to get out of the scope of things, especially when you start talking about Monster, where there's nobody in that Jeez. movie anybody's ever heard of. Great, great movie. I don't know. Did I just spoil something with that one, too? No, no. I don't think you can spoil Monster. It's always <laughs> but, fresh. But I, I think we should have kept that in the in the uh, can until we, until we decided to do it so people would be excited about it. I but think it's everybody's gonna, just going to go out and Yeah, watch it'll Monster. take people six months to find a copy of it, so I think it's all right to let them know. <laughs> oh, shit. Aaron's uh, already looking for it, I guarantee you. I guarantee, he's yeah, on he's, on, he's, on the, he's on the case. So Night yep. of the Demons, don't mess up and get the remake. We're looking at the original, which I believe is the original, right? 1988? Yep. Okay, Night the of the Demons. The remake is not good. Okay. No offense to the guy who made that, but it wasn't my favorite. All right. <laughs> and uh, I have a mission statement for us. Who is this from this week? This one is sent to us by Chris, Gene's wife, another friend of the show. Cool. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, Chris. Let me find it. Mission statement. Mission statement. Maybe won't have it if I can't pull it. Here we go. Sorry, Chris. Schlockernauts are friends traveling to the edge of the cinematic universe with us in a rocket ship fueled with energy, drinks, and baby farts. <laughs> well, they just had a baby, so yeah, I, I knew how apropos it was, man. Yeah. Baby farts for sure. Yes, thanks for that, Chris. Um, I don't drink energy drinks because my heart's not good, but baby farts I, I can identify with. You drink that? It's <laughs> dirty. That's nasty. <laughs> baby, <laughs> my skin's so smooth. I really dig that uh, people have sent in audio clips for me to play. It it just makes it so much cooler for me to have like involvement. And I'd, I really recommend anybody that wants to be on here, find find us something, make a recording, send it in, or I can help you do it if you want. And the more even if we don't ask you, just send them in, and we'll randomly pick them. And yeah, pull them up. The more collaboration, the better. Uh, I haven't. Everybody that's contributed anything has done nothing but make the show better and better. So I I recommend anybody. Uh, I plead for people to to please. That's great. Maybe you should put that template up too, so that people can know what the template is to uh, submit a mission statement. Oh, to, to record? Us. Yeah, it's not a bad idea. I mean, I'll look on the website. Oh. Alrighty. So, thanking, of course, we got to thank Gene, like always. Actually, we don't have to thank Gene anymore because I'm not using that. I that, still want to thank Gene that because piece of him, crap. this wouldn't be possible. That piece and of crap Will, computer. <laughs> and Dave and Aaron, all of them. Jeff, all the guys. Aaron, Katie, Nick, Cash, Nick. Thank you, Nick. You're a good friend. Yeah, maybe. Uh, who else? Is Shin. 
throw them all listen to this, so we don't have to say that shit anymore, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Adam, <laughs> we'll throw all the you guys in. You only listen to that one part just because you knew you were coming in. <laughs> yep. All right. Uh, and we do have a Shit nice everybody. little, we have an outro from the Track Cash, which is, uh, you want to plug them again, please? Jeff, Aaron, and Katie, check out their YouTube page, The Track Cash. A lot of weird avant-garde, uh, noisy, good stuff on there. Uh, you can contact us at the schlock or not at gmail.com. Doc nope. keeps us. Schlock or not at gmail. Thank you. Because I get this screwed up. <laughs> Schlockernot at Gmail. And unfortunately, I don't know how that got taken, but our Twitter feed is at the Schlockernot. Yeah. And you do a good job keeping that up to date. I appreciate that. Uh, I keep Thank all you. my feeds at steve52.com if you're interested in anything else I do. And again, any five star reviews on iTunes would be just great just to help us bump us up on the list a little and get us a few more heads listening. Uh, anything else you got, Doc? Nope. Take care, everybody. See you next episode. Let me find our thing. This is our new mashup outro. Talk to you all soon. Is this movie shock or not? Is this movie shock or not? It's shock. 100%. 100% not shock. Shock, how, how could you do that to me? Definitely not shock. Definitely not shock. I mean, who isn't a wide stance pooper at some point? Ah, that's great, dude. Well, I mean, what can you do? I mean, like, put both your knees together and try and do it, right? Is that is that even possible?